Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for November 16th, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jackstein, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon this morning is entitled, Thinking of Ourselves Less. Did you hear? The Pope is building showers. As described in a blog hosted by Sojourner's Jim Wallace, it was reported that in his latest bid to ease the suffering of the poor and to upend the expectations of the papacy, Pope Francis plans to build showers for the homeless under the sweeping white colonnade of St. Peter's Square. The exalted will be humbled, and the humble will be exalted. I often want to know what it looks like to follow in the way of Jesus. I know what it sounds like. I preach it all the time. But I want to know what it looks like, not just to sit here and talk about it, but what does it look like? This is it, friends. The blog goes on to report that three showers are to be built into the refurbished public restrooms provided for Catholic pilgrims along the marble columns leading into the historic basilica, which was completed in 1626. It only took 388 years for someone to have a brilliant idea. It's an unconventional move the writer says, even for a pope who constantly preaches that more should be done to help the poor, it also could rankle traditionalists as the homeless line up to wash underneath the extravagant apostolic apartments that Pope Francis shunned after his election. One homeless man from a Polish city said, I think this is a good thing. I'd like to go to showers there. This Pope is putting some people on edge. He is changing things up. He's causing a stir. He's acting all Jesus-y. <laughs> and it's really throwing some people off their game. Some call him the Pope of the people. He decided not to move into the papal apartments in the Apostolic Palace, but to live in a suite in the Vatican guest house where he has been since the beginning of the conclave that elected him. It was said that he was experimenting with this type of living arrangement, which is simple, but allows him to live in community with others, not isolated. But he gets to live with the permanent residents of the Vatican, the priests and the bishops who work there, as well as the guests that are constantly coming to the Vatican for meetings and conferences. He's the first pope in 110 years not to live in the papal apartments in the third floor of the Apostolic Palace. And now he's suggesting that showers be built just under where his predecessors lived. This pope with all of the robes and hats and pomp and circumstance that come with the job of Pope, 
is trying his best, it seems to me, to take Jesus' words to heart. Why, he's actually trying to live them. The exalted will be humble. And the humble will be exalted. It's exhausting work. It's a tall order for a pope. But hey, if he can try to do it, certainly we might want to think about giving it a whirl ourselves. It's a quote that's often attributed to C.S. Lewis, but I don't think he's the one that said it. I think it was Rick Warren that said, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. I think this is right. One of the hardest things about preaching is that Jesus didn't have a lot of different things to say. He just keeps saying the same few things over and over and over again, and he often didn't even bother to try to say them differently. He just kept saying the same things. One of them had to do with our place. You know, the first shall be last, the last shall be first kind of thing. The greatest will be the servant of all kind of thing. The exalted will be humbled, the humble will be exalted kind of thing. He was a bit like a broken record. And I really get that because I'm a mother. And mothers are nothing if they're not broken records. We just say the same thing over and over and over again. Pick up your toys, clean up your room, say please and thank you, be kind, share your toys, do your homework, don't drive too fast, don't come home too late, don't do drugs, make good choices. Is there really anything else? I think that's the whole list right there. And you just keep saying that over and over and over again. And the children, they just roll their eyes and let out exasperated sighs. And sometimes they turn their backs on us, and sometimes they stomp right out of the room. Makes me wonder if that's how the disciples responded to Jesus, too. But I don't care. Roll your eyes all you want to. I'm going to give you the same message. You don't scare me, children and young people. Roll your eyes all you want to, stomp your feet, sigh if you have to, but don't drive too fast, don't do drugs, make good choices, get some sleep. I just keep repeating myself. I'm the broken record. The tape that just plays on the loop. I love that I'm just like Jesus like that. He didn't care what the people thought. He had priority lessons to teach, and he didn't mind repeating himself. His message was not lengthy. It's manageable to remember, just impossible to live sometimes. Humility is not beating yourself up or putting yourself down. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. 
C.S. Lewis did have a lot to say about pride and humility. And one of the things he said was this, to even get near humility, even for a moment, is like a drink of cold water to a man in the desert. Do not imagine that if you meet a really humble person, that that person will be the, what most people call humble nowadays. He will not be a sort of greasy, smarmy person who's always telling you that, of course, he's a nobody. Probably all you will think about him is that he seemed cheerful, intelligent chap who took a real interest in what you had to say to him. If you do dislike him, it will be because you feel a little envious of anyone who seems to enjoy life so easily. He will not be thinking about humility. He will not be thinking about himself at all. We hear Jesus' words. We sit in here and we talk about them. But what do they look like? I read this story about humility this week. A man arrived in 1953 at the Chicago Railroad Station to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. He stepped off the train, a tall man with bushy hair and a big mustache. As the cameras flashed and the city officials approached with hands outstretched to meet him, he thanked them politely. Then he asked to be excused for a moment. He walked through the crowd to the side of an elderly black woman struggling with two large suitcases. He picked them up, smiled, escorted her to the bus, helped her get on, and wished her a safe journey. Then Albert Schweitzer turned to the crowd and apologized for keeping them waiting. It is reported that one of the members of the reception committee told a reporter, that's the first time I ever saw a sermon walking. I want this sermon to walk. Sit here and agree with me if you want, great. I do love that. But until the sermon walks, it's useless. I want Jesus' words to so consume us that they cease to be words and actually become living, breathing actions. You know, like showers for the homeless at the Pope's place. A few weeks ago, Russ and I joined the pastors of Park Road Churches here this little stretch in our Park Road clergy group, and we decided to go for an expedition. We met at St. Luke's Lutheran Church on a Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we waited at the bus stop there. We caught the bus and we headed uptown and we sat by ourselves on the ride. We got off the bus at the main big ter terminal uptown and we began walking to urban ministries. Russ and I had been there just a few weeks before with Gray Clark and Kay Thornburg to make and serve tea for lunch one Friday. But this time, instead of cutting through the line to go to work, we instead just got in line and waited. Like them. We waited a good while. Then finally we made it inside, thankful that it had not been too cold or rainy that day. And we grabbed a tray of food and we took a seat alongside the poor. 
We ate our lunch without conversing, except to give away the extra sandwiches that we had gotten to the man at our table. There was no interaction at all. I'm guessing they could tell we weren't regulars. I felt uncomfortable. I would have rather been serving the tea, not eating a lunch. We ate fast so that we could make room for the others who were still standing in line. We toured the facility and then we headed to the uptown men's shelter. It was early afternoon by this time and the men were already starting to gather. We ran into one man who had just spent his first night in his very own place and he had already come back for a visit. I wonder if he was missing the company and the camaraderie of his people. Then we walked to crisis assistance and took a tour of the Salvation Army Center of Hope Women's Shelter. We watched one woman get turned away, no beds. They were already beyond capacity, filling up the cafeteria and the TV lounge with mattresses after all the regular beds were full. The woman that gave us the tour was telling us all about her work and the work of the shelter. She was strict and compassionate, honest and hopeful, blunt and caring. She had been there. She had been a homeless single mother and she knew their life. She understood and now she was working to make a way for herself and a way for other women. She is their best hope. If I think Wearing this robe in this pulpit is the best hope for those women at the Salvation of Army. I am just the person Jesus was addressing in our text today. She is their best hope. What are we doing to help her help them? She said, if I can do it, anybody can do it. They can't tell me of a situation I hadn't been in, she said. I'm guessing she could have a job in a lot of places. She was that impressive. But instead, she supervises all the staff that stay at night, and she coordinates all the volunteer efforts. She wished us a blessed day, and we caught the bus and headed back to our side of town. After our day in the life tour, we resumed our normal exalted status. It is exhausting to live as the exalted. But I'm not gonna lie, I ended the excursion a little perturbed. You see, I thought we were taking the bus to the Urban Ministry Center, taking a little tour and coming back and being back by one. Four hours and three miles of walking later, my only comment to Russ was, well, I wasn't counting on giving the day to that. And I said it with rolled eyes and a heavy, exasperated I might have even done a little bit of stomping because I'm just like my children and teenagers. 
I've got to be told over and over and over again because I'm busy and I'm important and I had things to do and I couldn't help but think about this experience when I read this text today. The collared and robed priests in our plain clothes, of course, but exalted nonetheless, headed out on a city bus to find a little bit of humility, and I almost missed it. Because all I could think of was myself and my time and my schedule and my list of things that to do that didn't include spending an entire day with the last and the least and the hungry and the poor and the homeless. I think I get now why Jesus keeps repeating himself. He puts his message on a loop because we are slow to listen and to learn and to live like we hear what he is saying. Russ told the children, humility, the word comes from the word for ground, humus. Being humble doesn't mean treating yourself like dirt. It can mean a fertile ground where things can grow. Are you fertile ground where the words of Jesus are growing so much that they are walking? Are we the kind of people where we would consider building showers for the homeless? I think we are because we built them into the youth building for our homeless ministry. And when we built the community center, we put showers in there too. Not for people after they have a good workout of playing basketball to take a shower, but what if someone needs a place to stay and they need a shower and we put showers in there. So yes, we are the kind of people that think of those kinds of things. But a few showers on our campus will not be enough. Humbling the exalted and exalting the humble is apparently the kind of job that is never done for popes and for people like us who claim the way of Jesus. Think of yourself less. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.